Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts. I am your host, Hannah, and I'm so happy that you've tuned in today because I have a very special guest who's already making me laugh. Um, You could say that this guest is where I get some of my brilliance. Uh, Maybe not so brilliant. But uh, one of my favorite people in the entire world, I'm only saying that because he paid me to, Father Michael. Dad, welcome to the show. Hey, 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 welcome, world. I'm sure it's good to talk to, oh, I think Hannah's up to 2 million plus hits on her, what is this called? Brilliant Thoughts. Nice. Brilliant Thought. And um, it's, it's, uh, well, let me ask you this, Dad. Let me ask you this. How does it feel to be interviewed by one of the most famous podcasters in the land? Podcast. Podcast. See, I am a huge podcast fan. Um, so much so that this is the second one I've ever listened to. The first one was with you and your sisters. So that yeah. was the that was so so I'm kind of like an expert on podcasting. You have listened to more. I've sent you podcasts before, but well, they were of they were of sermons. Well, okay, the, then I have listened to podcasts before, but I didn't know they were podcasts. Okay, well, essentially, think of a podcast as a radio show. Oh, but... I'm on radio. <laughs> yes. But we're not yes. on the radio because nobody would put us on the radio. Let's be honest. Well, once they hear us. This is for brilliant ears only. If you don't have brilliant oh. listening ears, get off the show. Things are going south rather quickly here. Very quickly. So, Dad, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, first Not off, nearly as excited as I am to be on your show. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> By the way, I'm just, having to fun. Give, just to give a little um, setting setting of the scene, that's not the right word. Just to set the scene, set the tone. What's that? What am I trying to say? I don't know. Okay. But I'm not saying it either, so <laughs> we're doing good. Brilliant thoughts. Yeah. Have I already said that? No. So to set the tone, I am sitting in my bedroom in uh, uh, Mesa, Arizona. Dad is not sitting, but laying on his bed. So that should tell you the commitment that he has to this. We have Studio West and (laughs) Studio Midwest. Yes, exactly. And this isn't your bedroom. And I'm not. Well, I am in my bedroom, but you're in your studio. (laughs) I'm loving this. Uh, so my studio also transforms to my bedroom, which also transforms to my office. So this is, I am getting a really good deal on this office space here. Let me tell you. Amen. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Um, well, yes, yes, you are. Yeah. And if you want to send funds to support my studio, uh, you can Venmo that. Those funds, those, now those funds get sent to Studio Midwest. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, Studio yeah. West. Um, yeah. Okay, so Dad, I want to dig into your life story because it is quite funny and Some comical. Some might say sad. It's sad? Some might say. Some might say. Some might um, say. But I can remember when we used to have Brill reunions when there were about 40,000 of us. Yeah, yeah, we, fun times. We would sit, if you got a seat next to Dad and Uncle Ray when they were talking about their stories from Ooh. growing up, you got the best seat in the house because there was endless laughter. 
uh, tummy pain from laughter and some of the wildest stories that you would ever hear, especially yeah. coming from your conservative father who you were like, what? Yeah. Dad? Yeah, yeah. Which, which, Ray and I let the cat out of the bag a few times during our, <laughs> our uh, Brill reunions. Yeah, so let's get into that. So yeah. we're going to kind of break down your life and talk about how you grew up, where you grew up, what it was like growing up as Michael, what's your middle name? Jay. John Brill. Yeah. Michael yeah. John Brill. I was going to say Jordan, but that's Jordan's name reversed. Um, so I am working on a book. I hope and in my book, and my book is on the a commentary on the book of Daniel that I'm going to give everybody, my family. And it will have to have Michael J. Brill on it so I could actually look like an author. You are an author. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a very short book. Yeah. yeah. Probably as short as this podcast. Yeah, it's already ended. Yes. Goodbye, Have a great everybody. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so Dad, for real, you grew up in Eagle River, Wisconsin, the yeah. north woods of yeah. the great Midwest. Um, were you born in Eagle River? I was actually born in the thriving metropolis of Rhinelander, oh, just, the- just south of Eagle River, because it was um, Eagle River didn't have a hospital. Nice. So, how, how big was Eagle River? What's the population there? Uh, as I remember growing up, there were about 10 people there. <laughs> no, for real. Give or take. Well, yeah, when a, when you're a child, you only know your friends. So that was about 10 people. Mm-hmm. No, as I remember, there was always a sign that said 1,200 people. Wow. Do you know what it is now? Isn't it like 45 or is it? Not sure. Okay. But it's a lot more. As you can see, we have a lot of good information here already. <laughs> Real factual thing. You know, I grew up, I had a glorious childhood. Really did. Started out in Eagle River in the house that you got to visit. I remember you and I, a couple years back, went to tour. Was that the, that was your, the in-town home? Or what am I trying to say? The house in town? Yeah. 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 How, how long were you there? How, what ages? Uh, Let's see. I think. I think we moved when I was 10. So you lived in the house from your when you were born till you were 10? Right. Yep. Okay. And then uh, from that house, you guys moved to, was it well, Catfish let's back, Lake? Let's, let's back up a little bit because that house was would have been in the 60s. Okay. And I, I would have been, I was born in 58. So that was my early, you know, uh, Whatever you remember from um, five years old and up. Yeah, and I think I much. told you, I think I told you that my earliest memory is when JFK was assassinated. And the reason I remember that is because we TV was just coming out mm. and uh, they there was no programs like Bozo the Clown or Bonanza or Disney was just coming on and they weren't playing any of that because they were just simply talking about the JFK assassination. And as a child, I could care less about the president of the United States being killed. I just yeah. wanted to watch Bozo the Clown. You were like, where are my cartoons? Who cares about oh, yeah. JFK? 
Exactly right. So exactly. How, wait, how old were you? Was it, what were you, six? Yeah, give or take. Okay. You know? huh. um, but then I grew up in a, I didn't know it then, but I grew up, which would become one of the wealthiest families in, in Eagle River. Not, not that like we were millionaires or anything like that, but dad was an optometrist. Mom was exceptionally good at finances. Um, so they made a lot of money um, in the seventies and I didn't know it, but I thought everybody grew up with, uh, two snowmobiles, um, a fishing boat, a speed boat, motorcycles, a lake that's Every, yours. <laughs> everybody had a car, a lake and an airplane. Little yeah. things. Yeah. Life, you, know? I, you know, it's funny hearing that because, um, the Michael Brill that I know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were not quite wealthy growing up in my family with my yeah. with my children. With, yeah, you mean I was not quite wealthy. Um, I could Correct. give a few stories Correct. to prove that, but neither here nor there. We won't talk about that right now. So you grew up with snowmobiles and all the toys, all the bells and the whistles. And I know you said so. Well, let's talk about Grandma a little bit. I never got to meet Grandma Brill, unfortunately, because. I think her and I would be friends and yeah. I think that we yeah, would enjoy, like we would enjoy a piece of bread to hold the butter off our fingertips to eat it's together. It's a beautiful comment. Yes. But tell me a little bit about grandma because she's from Germany. She came over here when she was what? 12. Well, no, actually she was, she was born in America and then, my grandmother took her back to Germany, dropped her off with her aunt and uncle who raised her, and then went and got her when she was 16, 16 and okay. brought her back to America. And that was when the war was going on. World War II, she lived through all the bombing and and um, Hitler's regime. And it's just oh. uh, in her autobiography, she wrote about some of that. And that's, yeah, so she was... She was a hard German woman um, who could easily rip my face off <laughs> in her anger when I may have pushed her just a wee bit too far. I can't see you doing um, that. Um, yeah, I know. It's hard to imagine. <laughs> but I did. It, but she could also love better than most so you had this hard German woman who lived through the war, who truly loved America, truly loved her family, but was also a hard German woman. Um, so sometimes that would come out. And back in the day, when she would call Germany at um, in the 60s, uh, let's see, she would dial the phone number, you'd get a operator, wow. and the operator would say, okay, I'll call you back when the call gets goes through, and it might be 10 minutes, but usually it was in the middle of the night, which would be hours later, that wow. the phone call would finally go through. We'd hear the phone ring in the middle of the night, mom would get up, say hello, and then she'd start speaking in German. So, wow. So... So how much family did she have in Germany that she would talk to? 
And did she only did she correspond with letters at all, or was it just phone calls? I don't know about letters. Okay. Uh, but it was Uncle Booby and Aunt Helda. Oh yeah, Uncle Booby. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Uncle Booby and Auntie Helda, and they visited America twice. I got to meet both of them twice, wow. and they were wonderful. Uncle Booby was very jovial, a uh, somewhat large man, but just really nice to be around. Did he speak? Did they speak English, or did Grandma translate? Nope, they spoke English. It was broken. But uh, I was probably, well, we were at the other property, so 12 or 14 years old when they came over. Do you or any of the kids that, well, not the kids, <laughs> my uncles and aunts, but any of your siblings, did any of you learn German? Did any of you pick any of it up or no? Oh. I mean, I know you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a funny story connected to that because I took a year of German in high school. Did you pass? That's where Eva came from. Oh, that's right. Which yeah. is Aunt Jane. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yes. Uh, she took a year of German before me, and we each had to take a German name, and she took Eva, and I called her Eva ever since then. Yeah. Um, it's actually the only German word I ever learned. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a mom that spoke fluent German and the only word yeah. that you ever knew was Eva, which was made up by Aunt Jane for herself. Yeah, and Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, Zane. Zane. What was that? Uh, that was one through ten, to the best <laughs> of my recollection. I thought they might be swear words. Yeah, they could be for all I know, but I don't think they are. <laughs> Grandma's like think, teaching you think, one, two, three, <laughs> and it's actually like the yeah. worst. Yeah. Most offensive words. Yeah, uh, that would be funny. But no, I think it was one through ten. You know, there's lots of conspiracies in the world. and That could have been the start of one of them. For sure that uh, foreign language teachers are teaching us just swear words. In yes. foreign yeah, I mean, that seems yeah. very legitimate. Legit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good conspiracy it's, it's theory. Yeah. yeah, it goes along with Corona Bologna. Well, we aren't going to get into Corona Bologna too Not much. Yet. <laughs> yeah, she was a she was a wonderful mom, and I remember uh, one time. Well, not one time, but multiple times, I'd ask her to say, "Mom, could I borrow ten bucks?" And the, this in the seventies, remember? And it was probably around seventy-four or five, because I'd just gotten my license and I wanted to drive uptown to get something. And she said, "Yeah, I take a ten-dollar bill out of my purse." And I would open her purse up, and there was a wad, always, of money, of thousands and thousands of dollars in her, in her purse. So, I, I you know, it's not odd well, today because there's so much wealth in the world. But back then, it was quite unusual well, to have okay. money. Well, let's, let's, I did a little Googling while you were explaining that. So, if $1,000 in 1970... Yeah is now with inflation and everything is now worth over $6,600. So yeah. imagine ca carrying $6,600 in cash. Yeah. In your, I mean, I would love to imagine that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I honestly think she probably had more than a thousand dollars in there, but it could have been just, you know, seeing uh, hundreds of dollars bills, but 
One of the funny stories is dad went to, he loved to gamble. And they went to um, lost wages quite often. And you they mean lost Las Vegas? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it's called. That was, that was called. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was Lost Wages, uh, look, but um, look, it could be I, Las Vegas, too. I love going to Las Vegas, but not to gamble. I go yeah. there to eat. I've never been there. I would like to go there. I wouldn't gamble, um, but no. I'd love to go there and eat, or I'd love to go there and see some shows. I think it'd be a great place to go. To watch people, I'm sure it's fascinating. Yeah, I don't know if mom should go. <laughs> If yeah. you're gonna watch people. Yeah. Um, no, it is a great place to people watch because you got some loonies out there. Yeah, just seeing some videos from there. So, but yeah. Dad went there, and when he came home, I said, "Hey, Dad, how'd you do?" He said, "Oh, Mike, I had a great time." And I said, "Oh, did you win?" He said, "Well, no." I said, "Well, how much did you lose?" And he said, ten thousand dollars. So. Oh my! So that's that's over 60 grand in today's money yeah yeah Yeah. so and that's when mom got mad at him and bought two fur coats for julie and niku and i think they were five thousand dollars (laughs) each now i I don't hold me to that five thousand but so it was kind of a crazy life so did so did so did grandma do that just because oh well you spent 60 grand or more so now i'm going to on what i want Exactly right. What a woman. Yeah. What a woman. And dad was like, I remember him just, he wasn't mad at her. He's just like, well, I wouldn't have bought two coats with him. (laughs) I mean, he threw it away. So, I mean. Yeah. 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 He said he had the time of his life. So, he just loved to gamble. I mean. They they made enough money to do that. And, you know, uh, that's what he loved to do. I mean, I don't, I'm not obviously a fan of gambling myself, but. If, again, obviously gambling addiction and things like that. But if it's something that you enjoy doing and you have the money yeah. to do it, I don't yeah. get it. But yep. also, somebody probably doesn't understand why I go to Vegas to eat food. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know. Okay, yeah. so, Dad, Grandma was wonderful. She was super loving, but also she could be pretty hard on you. I would like to talk, you know, growing up, you grew up in a pretty wealthy family. And you have quite the love story that I want to get into because that is some good stuff. So tell me about eighth grade and who you met and how you met. Yeah. Well, in eighth grade, there were probably 40 kids in eighth grade. I don't know, 40 to 60 maybe. And um, in uh, kindergarten through eighth grade, we're in one building and, you pretty much knew everybody, you know, in the school, small town, uh, before the days of these things we're holding in our hands, these cell phones and technology and TV was just coming out. So you kind of knew everybody. And I, I was in class. Mrs. Meadows was our, was our homeroom. And I turned around and I saw this incredible what? Dad. Oh, oh wait. This incredible figure. An eighth grade butt. 
Dad, Dad, okay, geez. This is yeah. not where I want. I said this was a cute love story, not gross. It is. <laughs> if you're an eighth grader, you turn around and you see a beautiful figure that you had never seen before. It just catches your attention. And I went, wow, in my heart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I am I so sorry for that. everybody's ears that that just I, blew out. I, I, I said in my heart, wow, that is the prettiest thing I've ever seen. And then she turned around and I saw her face and she was even prettier than her butt. This is not going how I thought it would. <laughs> Brilliant thoughts, well, people. Thanks for tuning in. Well, it's true. I, I saw her. I'd never seen her before. We were in the same room for, I don't know, half a year. And she must have blossomed overnight. And I noticed her and I started chasing her. I asked her out on a date in eighth grade. And her father was the gym teacher in... Uh, High school and grade school, and he was a, a well. All teachers were strict back then. You didn't ever goof around. Well, I did. I was gonna um, say <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You. It, it's not like today. Right, I get what you're saying. It's substitute taught uh, for a year, and I said I'd never do that again. So I'm never doing it again. You and should. Yeah. The, hold on. You should never say that you're never going to do something again because you always end up doing what you said you're never going to do again. But that one I'm never going to do again. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's a different world back then. There's a lot more uh, respect, yeah. you know, back then between students and teachers. Every it, You know, kids goofed around, and I was by far one of the biggest goofballs but yeah, I, I, I turned around and I saw your mother standing there and I, it was love or lust. I'm not sure which one in eighth grade you can have. Uh, but I asked her to go to a movie and it was either Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. I think it was Mickey <laughs> Mouse. It one her, her mom would let her go to. So we went to a movie and I slipped my arm around her, put it, put it on her shoulders, and my heart was going bumpity 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 bump. <laughs> and then I leaned over and I kissed her. And, Wait on the lips? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I said, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I got up and left. <laughs> Wait, you left? I left. Was the movie well, over? I, I, no, I left and went to the bathroom, and then I came back in because I was... So nervous. Yeah, yeah. And I've been kissing her ever since. Ugh, gross. Um, yeah, it well... is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mom and I met in eighth grade, and we dated. And then um, she was pretty much... Well, not pretty much. She was a good girl. Meaning... Um, oh, hold she... on. Is that is that what... I mean, I know you were attracted to her physically, but was that an appeal to you? Yes. Because mm, you were a yes. bad boy. Yeah, we haven't gotten into that point. But, we're going to get um, there, but... Yeah, I was um, I was wild, and she was tame. I was a maniac. Her friends used to say, like in high school, her friends, when we met just a few years back, they were all laughing 
it's kind of ironic because I was drinking and drugging in high school. Of course, most a, a lot of people were, but I maybe did a little more than the average. And they said, you know, Mike's a guy with seven lives and he's used six of them already. <laughs> That's so, what mom's friends would say? Yeah. Um, so she was a good girl, a tame girl, a quiet girl. And I was a rowdy, obnoxious, loud. Rambunctious teenager. Well, yeah, and drinking and drugging. I want to get into your drinking and drugging too, because, but before I do, I think it would be, and I'm very excited to talk to mom about the same thing, because obviously her growing up situation was pretty much the opposite of yours in, in, in maybe the social status, um, she grew up in a great home herself, which we'll talk about, but she didn't have motorcycles and correct. So let's talk a little bit about your bad boy phase. Uh, well, your bad boy life. I don't know. So you eighth grade, how old is that? 14, 15? Yeah. Um, came so from did... a family of five and I was the youngest. Okay. And so... then uh, brother Ray was the oldest and he, so you got to put it in perspective. Ray is, seven years older than me so when i'm when i'm 12 he's 19 he's growing up in the in the as a teenager in the anti-war vietnam war he's growing up in the drug culture that is blossoming before his very eyes and he's teaching his youngest brother which happened to be me how to enjoy the benefits of uh, sniffing glue and smoking marijuana and snorting cocaine. And you throw a little alcohol in the mix and you've got, um, you've got a pretty. um, Something. (laughs) There's, I don't know how to describe it. It was him and I thought we were living having the times of our lives and the truth is we did have the times of our lives because because sin is fun and we were sinning um i thought i was living the dream life um so i i got so you started doing things like that when you were 12 uh maybe not as severe but correct well yeah when I started, I just never stopped. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it just, just continued to progress. You know, that's kind of an interesting thing. It never really progressed, at like in drinking every day or drunk every day or high every day or, you know, it was, it, it wasn't like I did those every day. But when they were available, I would do them completely and wholly. And you either get drunk out of my mind or just smoked dope until I was higher than a kite or, you know, a sniff cocaine until I was as mellow as a jellyfish. I don't know. <laughs> so, so it was, and it was a really weird time in the world. I mean, the world was uh, the, the Vietnam war movement, anti-war movement. Uh, the beginning of rock and roll coming to America, mm. um, music that had had 
you, sounds you had never heard before, um, people saying things you'd never heard before. Uh, you know, America was divided then as it is now. Um, so it was just a, it was a, just a really strange time. And I just happened to be caught up and I loved it. I loved, yeah. I loved getting drunk. I loved so, smoking dope and doing drugs Would you much, when, much more than I loved being in school. Right. What would you ever be drunk or high when you were at school? A few times. But that but wasn't not, a regular thing. No, I, no, no, not at because all. Because Uncle Ray wouldn't have been in school at that point. So it'd be you go home. He was, he was long gone. Um, he had tried college. He drank himself out, which I did the same thing a little later on. <laughs> he drank himself out of school and they didn't want him back. Um, so, yeah, he was he was out of the house. But, well, early on, he was in the house, obviously, when we when we started. So whatever he did, I did. Yeah. If he was, if he was, if he was smoking dope, I was smoking dope. If he was drinking, I was drinking. If he was riding on his motorcycle, I was on the back. If he had a 72 Roadrunner, which was a hot car, um, I was riding with him. You know, he loved to take me along and I love being with him. Hmm. That's interesting. That's the, that's the age gap between me and the Twinks. Oh, Yeah. Seven yeah, hopefully, hopefully you are a curmudgeon of a better influence on them than Ray was on me. However, I'm be honest. Uh, wait, <laughs> the fact that you said hopefully has me a little yeah. worried. Yeah. yeah. When they come yeah. over, we only do a little bit of cocaine, so it's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> chill, mother. Chill. <laughs> uh, it was okay, a wild. So- it was a. It was a wild, wild youth. For me. So so let's get a little bit more into the youth because there's some of the greatest stories in there. When well, this might be a little after the youth, so we're kind of jumping around here, but whatever. So well actually let's stay in high school. So when did you get did you have a motorcycle in high school? Well, I didn't, but my family did. Okay. Um, I grew up I grew up riding a mini bike. It was a Honda Trail 90. And um I would ride that thing all summer long on my father's property. So I, I, I really enjoyed that. And then my brothers and dad bought a motorcycle. So I learned how to ride that. And, and an interesting story is during those wild years, I, I bought a Fiat X19, a little sports car. And did you buy it or did mom and dad buy it? Well, uh, they helped me buy it, but I paid for it. Okay. Meaning. You took money, the, money out of grandma's purse and gave it back to her. Uh, no meaning <laughs> I went down. Dad gave me a check, bought the car in Milwaukee, traded my mighty gremlin in <laughs> and bought the car and then came home and then got a loan and paid it off. Okay. Yeah. So it was a nice little car. It was a beautiful little car. Again, uh, from a, I don't know, probably like $5,000 back then, if I remember. Um, so it was a little mid-engine, little sports car, two-seater. And one night, now there may have been alcohol involved in this night, if I remember correctly. Um, one night we went out and had 
just a wee bit of alcohol. And I just so happened to come home and roll the car. Oh, just so happened. <laughs> just so happened. And, and I, a buddy of mine, um, Tom, was in the car with me. And another buddy, Clade, was coming up behind me in his truck. And I was probably driving a little faster than Clade. So by the time Clade got there, I was standing outside the car. I crawled out. And then Clade pulled up, and we were standing there looking at the car. And he said, what happened? I was like, I don't know. And then he said, where's Tom? And I said, that's a really good question. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my word. And uh, we were looking for Tom, and then I looked in the car, which was upside down, and and he was sitting in there, and I said, hey, are you all right? And he said, yeah. He said, and I said, well, then get out of the stupid car. So that that was that that was the beginning of a five-week stretch where um, I rolled my car, and then... How, how old are you at this point? I'm, let's see, 17. Wow. So you're still in high school. Oh, yeah. 17, I rolled the car. And then um, I didn't have a car, so then I took mom's car. She had a Monte Carlo. Because our band was playing. I was in a rock and roll band. I was a drummer. Our band was playing north of Lana Lake somewhere. And I got mom's car and took it. Didn't ask her, of course. She wasn't really thrilled with me then um <laughs> but but imagine uh, that yeah i took her car and then after we were played we did some drinking and drugging and i was coming home and i passed um i got pulled over for passing illegally around a corner and speeding in mom's car so i had uh and then i got a I got a ticket when I rolled my car for failure to report an accident because I didn't want to get a drunk driving ticket. So we just called the police in the morning. Um, So I had that ticket and then I got, I got a ticket for um, speeding. And then I got a ticket uh, that same night in the mom's car for um, passing illegally. And then mom took the car away. So I hopped on the motorcycle. Oh my word. And then I hopped on the motorcycle and then um, I went to, I think there was alcohol involved this night too. Imagine that. Uh, Yep. My buddy and I, we went to a bar and it's just, it's kind of wild when I got on a motorcycle, we were going about, I got a speeding ticket. So I was going over 55, no 65 back then. So I was probably doing 80 or 90. And I was standing on the motorcycle seat. Um, you were standing? Driving. Yeah. And then I was right next to the guy, and I and I jumped up in the air and threw my legs out and landed on the seat on the motorcycle. <laughs> Wait, and, were you a gymnastics guru <laughs> or what? <laughs> I, uh, I want, you know what, yeah, Jack? I want yeah. you. I want you. When we get off this phone call, I want you to yeah. get out your motorcycle and yeah. do that same move again. Yeah, exactly right. So I got pulled over by the policeman then. And back then, they didn't give out drunk driving tickets um, like they do nowadays. And uh, 
he gave me a ticket for speeding and then I had a temporary license on the motorcycle so I shouldn't be driving at night. Um, so I got a ticket for um, driving illegally or driving with a, I can't remember. Yeah. So in a, in a couple weeks stretch there, I got five tickets and the traffic court was not happy with me. <laughs> they were like, wait, you're here for one, two, three, yeah. four, five. Well, I went for the first three and then uh, the judge who knew, can't remember his name, knew our family. He said the next couple of weeks, he said, didn't we just deal with this case? And the, <laughs> And the guy said, uh, this is another one, Your Honor. So when it was all said and done, they took my license away, and I couldn't drive for six months. I did not know that. Yeah. Mom so, knew it. So, yeah, so let's get into <laughs> mom knowing that because, I mean, we, we know the famous saying of grandpa. My grandpa, Stoskoff, grandma, or mom's dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they couldn't have been the biggest fans of you when you guys started dating. Uh, early on, obviously in eighth grade, they didn't, um, they didn't have a clue that I was doing drugs in eighth grade. Nobody did. Um, nobody did. Um, so, uh, but yeah, then my freshman year, um, we were, the boys were drinking in the bathroom and there was, I don't know, five or 10 of us in the bathroom and. And a teacher came in, and they handed me the bottle, so I got caught drinking in the bathroom. Rightfully so. I mean, I was, but so was everybody else. They all ran out, and they, I was the last man standing. So they took me to the office and called my father, and he had to come down and um, take me home from the dance. Oh, so that was at I, the dance. Wait, so you were with Mom at the dance? Um. Well... I think. Mm, not, good memory. Not, uh, we'll ask mom. Uh, She'll know. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we, I don't know if she could go to the dance then. Well, but I anyway, can relate yeah. to that. Mom. Yeah. Mom would know. Um, so then um, Nancy's folks obviously knew that their daughter was dating a freshman who just got caught drinking in the boys room and not a good look. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was, but I actually got a couple of days off school then. So I thought it was a great, I not You're only, like, well, I'm doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I got, uh, I got caught drinking in the boys room and then mom called me and said, Hey, can you come over tonight? And I said, sure. And, um, cause she had her, her. Her folks had obviously found out their teachers that I got caught drinking in the boys' room. So they said, um, uh, before you can ever see him again, we got to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I I didn't know, but Nan said, hey, can you come over tonight? And oh, so she tricked you. She did. <gasps> Mother. Yes, 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 yes. Little known facts about mom. Mom, uh, the truth is coming out and it will set you yeah. free. Yes. Uh, so she, I went over there as a freshman. Mom was in a chair. I was in a chair and her folks were sitting on the other side of the living room. And 
her mom gave all this philosophical um how bad alcohol is and you know that uh, she she really doesn't think i should drink and you know how grandma is yeah so love she, her. Was, she she was giving me the speech and grandpa was sitting there and then i'll never forget what he said to me he said um so if I ever catch you drinking with my daughter, I'm going to kick your ass until your nose bleeds. <laughs> I was like, okay, then. I don't and he was think a gym I'm... teacher, so it's not like he was a scrawny little dude. I don't think I'm going to take mom to parties. Uh, so getting, getting the crap beat out of me by grandpa wasn't appealing. Uh, I mean, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. And he would. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a funny story about grandpa. There's a couple of them. Back in the day, uh, a kid was goofing around. Two stories. Kid was goofing around and grandpa picked him up by the by the shirt and pushed him against the wall and told him, you know, I can't remember what he told him. And he let him go and the kid fell down to the ground and there was blood coming down the wall. Oh my grandpa- word. Because grandpa had shoved him so hard into the wall that there was a coat hook there. Oh. And, yeah. And it hit him, I think, in the neck. And, oh, my uh, word. And then my friend, Tony Rohde, and I were pecking around in, in um, gym class. And Tony got caught. And grandpa came up to Tony grabbed him by the hair we i know what it was we were supposed to be running laps and, we, <laughs> and, and, and me as a brill um we're not an athletic bunch um not so much. i'm not i'm not yeah. um and we were goofing around rather than running our laps and tony got caught so grandpa grabbed him by the hair dragged him around the corner of the gym his, his feet were dangling out like he was drifting going around a corner. He picked him up. He picked him up by the hair and said, you run your lap. And, and Tony ran around and he, he ran out the door. And I said, run, Tony, run. Is this real? <laughs> that is real. That, you I, could, mean that, I mean, that's, that, I mean, I know it's real, but that, I mean, that's yeah. wild. And, that is. Uh, now, it, imagine. Now, granted, you know, that might not be the best way to handle your students, but imagine if something like that happened today. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of grandpa, you know, and uh, grandpa, we laugh about now because he ought, you, you know, I think you've heard him say, run, Tony, run. Yeah. Yep. For that. Yep. So, yeah, good times, grandpa. Um, he was a very strict gym teacher, but I could not. I could not have asked for a better in, set of in-laws yeah. ever. They're the uh, best. Obviously, yeah, I was wild. Um, they put up with a lot from me. They allowed me to continue to date, date their daughter. Um, okay, I want to uh, ask you something. I want to ask yeah. you something, okay? Because you have two girls that are 17 right now. Scary. Okay? So you also had three girls that were previously in eighth grade as well so imagine your daughters dating someone like you i'd freak out would you I kick would them? freak out 
I'd kick their ass till their nose bled. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just funny to think about. I mean, obviously, you're not thinking about your future daughters when you're 15, but you know, yeah. thinking from grandma and grandpa's perspective, the fact that they oh. even let her talk to you is pretty impressive. Very. Did maybe, um, maybe they. I mean, mom obviously saw something in you because you never partied with mom. I so you had two kind of separate lives. You had the life yeah. that you lived and the life that yeah. you lived with mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Grow, yeah. Growing up in high school. So you yeah. had your party. And then with mom, you were a good kid. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't drink or smoke dope or do drugs when I was with mom because she didn't want to do that. And I wanted to be with her. So the reality of it is I would go out on a date with her and then on the way home or whatever, I'd meet my buddies and then we'd, you know, party until the morning and that cycle would continue. And mom and I would, um, man, we had so much fun together. We, uh, you know, what I had, were, what I were had, some dates that you guys would do when you were in high school? What would you do together? Yeah. Early on, I would ride the bike in town, which is a six mile ride. Back like then. a pedal bike or a motorbike? Yeah. Pedal bike, you know, before, so I'd been, you know, before our license, I'd drive and ride my bike in town and we'd play tennis or we'd go swimming. And when we went swimming, oh, she'd have on her swimsuit. She was the prettiest. She's the prettiest girl at the beach. I always, I always wanted to marry the prettiest girl. And I did. And she turned into the most beautiful lady in all the world. So Truly, I'm blessed beyond imagination. But what would happen was, for some reason, neither one of us know why, we would oftentimes break up during summer. And then I would just get wild. Mm. And I wouldn't have her restraining influence in my life. And then we'd see each other when school started again. And, and, I, and, and I was, I just really always liked her you know and i Did would you... talk to her and i and i then we start kind of dating again and that cycle would always continue with um with uh uh breaking up in the summer and then seeing each other during um the school year and start dating again. you know start talking again and start you know i don't know what you call dating but yeah you know get going out together yeah and we just had we just had a lot of fun Mm -hmm. always you know i I can't say always there's struggles there like anybody fights and things like that but we always managed to to uh come back together during Mm. the school year and you guys um I mean, you think about like when you guys kind of dated, you like your whole your prime years when you're a young kid all the way. Obviously, you're married now, but and, you know, things got a little rough for a minute. But, you know, you're like prime lifetime when you were late or early 20s and late teens. You guys were dating and living life together. Yeah. And getting to know each other. I what I want to ask mom is and I, I think I've asked her this before, but. She obviously saw something in you outside of the drugs and the alcohol and the crazy, just wild child, you know, when, 
when you guys met in eighth grade. I mean, because she obviously liked you two. Yeah. So, uh, you know, tune in for the podcast when we talk to mom, because I do, you know, that is interesting. Her perspective is going to be interesting to hear because that's, I mean, that's a lot to deal with as just a kid with your boyfriend yeah. being wild. Yeah. You know what though? When, and it'll be fun. Uh, I look forward <laughs> to hearing mom. She never really knew um, what I, what, yeah, the extent of what I was doing. She didn't know that. And I never studied in high school. Never. Same. Um, I never, I, I was, I was quite ignorant because um, I, I had learned, oh, I don't know, maybe fourth or fifth grade, I started to really struggle with reading. And I just, I couldn't read. I couldn't spell. And um, it never got, it never got addressed in school. So I just thought, I'm dumb. I can't read. You know, I, I could do math. I could do other subjects, but I couldn't read. I couldn't spell for beans. And and that went on and mom never really knew how much I hated school, how much I struggled in school. I was just embarrassed that, that, so then what I would do to make up for it as I move off, mm-hmm. um, and get in trouble a lot at school. And I love shop class, you know, things like that. So it was yeah. a weird, but she never knew that. In fact, she didn't know that until just a few years ago and we sat down and she loved school and I hated it. it I, couldn't, I wish I loved school. I, yeah, me too. I love learning. I also think though that your love for school can come from how you're taught. If you're taught well, I agree. you probably will love school. And if you, you know, yeah. I, I mean, not to get yeah. into my life, but I mean, I, yeah. you know, my homeschool then, you know, it was good yeah. in the beginning and then it just got rough. And then when I finally started going to school, I mean, it was like culture shock. I had no idea what they math class. Yeah. I had no idea what they yeah. were asking me to do. And just then you feel stupid and like you're yeah. and, and you are. Yeah. I mean, you, you are stupid, but you don't right. have to be. Yeah, you don't have to stay there. I mean, I'm still there. <laughs> but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you can thank your mother for that. I Thanks, mean, dad. There, there are some genetics. So, I mean, some people are, yeah, for are, sure. are very smart. You know, as you know, I, I dealt with a, a man named Dave at Cottage Grove Baptist Church when pastoring, who was one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life, but had severe addiction problems, you know, and so no common sense when it came to that. So, I always envied people were, who were who were really really brilliant, um, until I met Dave, and then I I just met recently in the past uh, five years met another man, and I won't say his name, but he was every bit as brilliant. Um, his IQ is off the charts, but he just really struggles with with some really gross sin problems. Yeah. He claims to be a Christian, but he just he just tries to do everything with his intellect. Mm. So I don't I don't I don't envy those people anymore. I mean, I'd rather have simple faith and trust God and yeah. ask him to take me through life. Which we'll get into that. 
Um, so yeah. yeah, so let's kind of get out of your high school phase. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot more stories to get into that, but unfortunately, you know, time is not yeah. unlimited. But so, we can always revisit it on, oh, you know, as, and we will. as, as the, as, mil- the as the millions continues. grow, <laughs> as millions and millions. Hey, what do I get paid for this? Um, yeah, your your check. Um, it, uh, it's in the mail. Um, okay, so let's get into your college life a little. Well, you know what? No, we're gonna revisit some more of your crazy stories. But for now, I kind of want to talk about you and mom because I love your story of your together lovingness. I don't love yeah. your interpretation of it, but um, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. No more talking about her butt. Okay, thanks. Okay. Um, so, oh, oh, hey. No, it's yeah, better no, now. No. no your no, mother is no, turning no. 61 soon. I know. And I know. she looks fantastic. She does. Being 61 years old. She does. She does. She's gorgeous. She is. So are you. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Love it. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about, I want to ask you a specific question. This might be kind of hard. Okay. Because I know you have a lot of good memories, but in high school, as we're going to leave this phase, but when you were in high school, what is your f- most favorite memory of you and mom? In high school? Well, I can't, I, I'm not sure how to answer that. Well, okay, uh, let me say, I mean, because I know you was, I mean, was your favorite thing just going and doing things together? Tennis, yeah, swimming? Yeah. You just loved yeah. spending time together and doing Yeah, because I had, I had a double life. I had the drinks and the drugs, the drinking and the drugging. Man, you um, kind of had a good life. That's kind of like the ideal life. Yeah. I'm kidding, but like uh, I mean it kind of is. No, I thought honestly, Hannah, I thought I had and race as the same thing. We thought we had life, you know, we were living high. Literally. Literally. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were honestly, I had I had the best of both worlds. Yeah, I then had you got this good girl a really Yeah. I got the good girl and I don't do bad things when I'm with her. And then I got my rowdy friends and I go out and do bad things with them and so yeah i did i had i had the best of both worlds you literally feel guilty when you were with mom no okay i no, guess you were really. just a teenager yeah no i sometimes well it worked both ways like sometimes when there was a party going on but mom and i were together i couldn't wait to be done with mom so i could go get drunk Dang, that's rude. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I mean, that's just what it was. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I would leave, like I've already said, I would leave her and then go to a party. Um, yeah. Yeah, there were, there were an, a few nights like that. But I always worked in a restaurant, and I always um, had a job, and always worked on weekends, which is probably a lifesaver, because then... When everybody was partying every weekend, a lot of times I wasn't because I was yeah. working. Yeah. And yeah, I was good. When I was a teenager, I worked um, two. Did I have three jobs? Mom had three jobs. I had two jobs cooking. I would cook breakfast, supper, and then bar rush uh, at two different restaurants. So 
it was pretty much seven days a week. You know, I, I worked a lot, so I yeah. didn't, I didn't, when the parties were going on, I wasn't always at them right. that way. Yeah. You were there when you could be, but that wasn't all the time. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's move into mom went away to college in Whitewater. Correct. Where were you? Mom, let's see. Do you break up the summer before college? That's a good question. I don't know. I okay. can't remember. Yeah. Mom, mom would remember. Um, you know what? Some of this history is wrong because I wasn't. Um, when I rolled my car and all that was after I graduated from high school. It was I the summer. Listen. It was the summer. Yeah, it was the summer of of after graduating from high school. Because mom went off to college. You, yeah. And you yeah. didn't answer correctly. Yeah. So now I'm going to, yeah. you know what? Now you're not it's getting paid. Fog. No payment. No. You want to mess up the timeline? I'm not doing it. Oh. Hey, folks, send your payments to Studio Midwest, not Studio, Studio West. West. Studio West. This okay, is, so so when mom, when mom went away to college, yep. were you two dating? Yes. Okay. When did you get yes, engaged because, the first time? Because, well, here's the story. Because what kind of dating? When, let's see, mom went to college. I didn't have a license. Jane, Eva, went to college in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I rode down in her Volkswagen bug all the way to Florida with her so that she had somebody to go with her. Um, and... Um, then I lived with Eva for a couple of weeks and then I took the train from Florida to Chicago Holy. and mom, mom and Jody uh, picked me up in sh- Chicago. And then um, I went to mom was in school and I went to, um, uh, to Whitewater. Then my folks, no, then I took a bus from Whitewater to Rhinelander, and then um, I worked for my dad in okay. his uh, in his. He was an op- op- optometrist, and I worked for him making lenses. And How did you talk to mom during that time? Yeah. Well, we must have called each other. I know I wrote some letters. Um, it's just it's not like now where you can you know obviously just call somebody with your cell phone or see them face to face i mean because you couldn't just talk endlessly i'm assuming no no not like it is now and and calls were quite expensive i i can't remember i don't remember how that all happened um the drug use had clearly started to affect your brain uh just a wee bit (laughs) yeah uh, so so, so anyway, going to school for school. I moved back to Eagle River and my folks decide to buy a supper club. And uh, they bought a supper club club that they always went to called Pine Gables in Eagle River. And then I was going to run the supper club and then marry your mom. So um, she came home to visit me. And I asked her if she would marry me. And she said yes. So then we, we shopped for rings. 
And then I proposed to her, gave her the ring and McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> so Very, romantic. I was a romantic guy. I mean, what could be better than that? Were you, and she said, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's we got to talk about that, Mom. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So she says, yes, you go to work in the supper club. She goes back to school. No, she said, uh, yeah, she said, yes. Um, Are you on drugs right now? No, but my memory bank is <laughs> just is, kidding. Uh, I'm searching for it. Well, actually, I am. I just took a pain pill. Oh, goody. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dad, well, dad, let's give a little bit of. Uh, dad just had knee surgery. No, he's not addicted to drugs. I don't no, think. No, no. And I didn't need a pain pill, but I was, I was doing some log splitting, and I twisted my knee real bad just a couple hours ago. So. Smart. Um. Yeah. Bummer. I was feeling great. I feel good now. I don't have any pain. That's because you're on drugs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so mom. So we decided we were going to get married. Mom went back to school to finish the semester. I'm running a supper club. Um, she dropped out of school to marry me. But the, prob- the problem with my parents giving me a supper club was it came with a bar. Mm. And the bar meant an open bar for Mike Rill, who kind of liked alcohol. A little bit. Um, yeah. So it lasted about nine months, and then they closed the doors because it wasn't working. Mom broke up with me, uh, gave me the ring back. Um, She went back to school, and I threw myself into drugs and alcohol um, harder than ever for a while. And then, (laughs) boy, those are some distant memories. I'm drinking and drugging and drinking and drugging and working. And and I thought to myself, you know, I got to get out of the Eagle River or these friends are going to kill me. Mm. I applied for a rest at a restaurant in Madison. It was the number one restaurant in Madison called Top of the Park. Mom and I hopped on a motorcycle. Wait, uh, I thought you were broken up. We were, but we were still friends. So classic. And she and, and she wanted the best for me. Um, and so I, I thought, well, I'll go to culinary school. So I did. I applied for culinary school and then I found uh needed a job. So I went to work at the top of the park in Madison, which was the number one restaurant in Madison. And I got a job there and I went to culinary school. And then while I'm living in Madison, I realized that I really love your mother. So I planned a little bit more romantic time to ask her to marry me again. Was it Wendy's? We, we, we no, no, even better. Burger we King? Started, we, no, 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 even better. We started dating, and I decided, you know, I want to marry her. So I <clears throat> took her to the Fister Motel. Well, not the motel, but the Fister. Uh, well, it's a motel, but the supper club. Yep. in in Milwaukee and proposed to her there and she said yes the second time. Wow. And we got married and life has been good. Nice. You guys got married in Madison? We did. We got married at a Catholic church down by the university. 
ugliest church in the world. It's just solid cement. Um, but yeah, it was it was just ugly. And then uh, our reception was at Pool's Pig's Ear. Cute name. Yeah, yeah. We had a great reception, and then isn't like, that right off of Highway? Um, not fifty one. Yep. Highway fifty one. Yeah. It's a pink building Highway. now. Yep. Yep. Stoughton oh. Road, Highway fifty one, and uh, Cottage Grove Road. Cottage Grove Road. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see it. I could see that because yep. I know we've driven past it. Yeah. Before. Yeah. So so. Life began there, and um, we got married. Well, my brother, Dave, my brother Dave, called me and said he bought a re- was buying a restaurant in Lake Mills and asked me to come help him. And I said yes, and that's how we ended up in Lake Mills. We were married. It's the only place we've ever lived. When you got married, you were living, you lived in Lake Mills right away. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Do you ever wish you Let's moved see. anywhere else? 129 and a half East Oak is an apartment. Oh. So we were the half. We were upstairs. The millions of people that are out there um, right now, I mean, personally, since there's going to be a lot of money flowing our way, I would like <laughs> to thank each each one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to thank you all. Ready? For listening. Mom? Yeah. Jordan? Yeah. Daniel? Daniel? No, nope, Daniel's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, for real. We are going to, we're definitely going to resume because I would like to get more into you and mom, you know, Lake Mills, and also how you were gifted yeah. with the greatest child ever on January 27th, 1995. You're supposed to respond with love. Wait, Wait the girls weren't born on. I am sick of you. On January. <laughs> okay, January. Dad. Uh... Uh, you're my favorite oldest daughter i love six of my seven kids (laughs) (laughs) i know which one you hate but i'm not going to say that on here because yeah not on there it's daniel um but forever yeah for my millions of followers will just know yeah so yes um thank you for being on the show today i'm very excited to get it has it actually has been very fun i've learned a few new things yeah. And, so have I. Yeah. So some I made up along the way, so I've learned a few I new know, things. I know because I specifically yeah. asked specific things, and you. I know, I know, but you got to remember, this it was a long time ago. True. I mean, the '60s, the '70s were not particularly good for me. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. They were fun. They were fun, but they were not particularly good for me. Now I have a few brothers that. Yep had some rough paths yep and i hope that some of them are willing to talk to me about it at some point yeah because one of them is a lot more is is seemingly pretty similar to yours yeah not not everything not mom and everything but the drinking and and drugs yeah where it was just something you like to do so it will be interesting for me to and for my millions and millions of followers and listeners and viewers to um oh by the way i should we should say hi to president trump hi president trump thank you for being here today do you have really quick do you have a trump impression that you could do can you talk like president trump it's huge no you think it's huge (laughs) this podcast do you think this podcast is going to be huge it definitely will be huge (laughs) and a lot of that's going to be edited out 
I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being on the show today. We will do a part two in the next two and a half years. So I look forward to it. I got a feeling that it's going to be more than a part two. Well, a part two, a part three, a part 12, a part 160. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking because because we we only scratch the surface. And at any given time, I could come up with a story like this one when Ray and I were drinking and we're driving our motorcycles and I had a Kawasaki. uh, Which which one did I have then? It was a thousand. So it was a. It was, man, Kawasaki's were the, some of the fastest bikes made. He had a Goldwing, and we were flying. We were flying. And I remember the, the speedometer was pegged, so I don't know if it ended at 80 or 100 or 120, but we were flying. And when we're driving down a, a county road, a dog runs between us. And, and I almost hit the dog going well over 100. Um, so, hey, you know, I lived through it. It's it's a miracle you're alive, truly. I used six of my seven up. Yeah, I guess. Shoot. According to Nancy's friends. They weren't wrong. Praise God, I'm alive and I'm here to laugh about it and talk about it. And, um, I just say God is good. Hopefully we can. We well, can get to the point where yes. God became good in my life. Yes. And it will be also interesting to talk about that and also how we could be doing this podcast where as opposed to 10 years ago, we wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fun stories for me. Yes. Those me are, too. Those would, be, those would be great stories to tell. Trust me. Trust me to all my millions. I've, yeah. got, a, I've got a bank of stories just in here. So with yeah. dad, we've got some stories and then... All Uncle with different Ray. perspectives. Uncle Ray, I've Uncle got a, Ray. I've got a lot of, I got a lot of people lined up here that we're gonna talk to. Okay, it's gonna I'm be huge. <laughs> okay, so tune in for the next episode. Thank you so much for being with us. I am signing hey. off. Hey folks, love you all. Bye. You can't say that. You don't know who's listening. I know every one of them by name: Jordan, Daniel, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> How do I stop this recording? <laughs> <laughs>